Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your D1TN5 for Thursday, September 3rd. My name is Anthony Grassi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know from in and around college athletics in five minutes or less. William & Mary will eliminate men's and women's gymnastics, men's and women's swimming, men's indoor track and field, and women's volleyball at the conclusion of the academic year. According to President Catherine Rowe, Provost Peggy Agaris, and Athletic Director Samantha Huge, a structural deficit of $1 million had emerged prior to COVID-19. And before these sport reductions, the tribe's revised forecast indicated a best-case scenario of a $3.2 million deficit for fiscal year 21 and an aggregate shortfall of nearly $10 million over the next three years. Eliminating the aforementioned sports will save $3.66 million per year, roughly 12% of the total athletic budget. Student-athletes who wish to stay will receive their scholarships to graduate as scheduled. North Carolina expects to lose between $30 and $52 million of projected revenue, including ticket sales, sponsorship and television revenue, conference distributions, and concession sales, and has consequently cut sport budgets by 10%. In addition, UNC coaches and staff members making over $200,000 will have their salaries cut by 20%, those making between $100,000 and $200,000 will have their salaries reduced by 10%, and those making less than $100,000 will be furloughed for 15 days. All reductions remain in place until the end of the 2021 fiscal year. The Pac-12 has entered into an agreement with Cadell Corporation to conduct daily rapid COVID-19 testing. Each member institution will receive two machines by the end of the month. Commissioner Larry Scott says test results will be available in 15 minutes. The San Jose Mercury News' John Wollner reports the partnership is not expected to significantly accelerate the league's return-to-play timeline, adding, quote, Here's my guess. The testing development brings a conference-only season starting in mid to late November into play, but does not guarantee it. In news from the Big Ten, Outkick the Coverage's Ryan Glassby reports the league will hold another vote on returning to competition this fall. Buckeye Grove's Kevin Noon adds, quote, there is no guarantee as to how this vote will go, but it is thought that a vote to resume the season would mean a mid-October start, potentially October 10th. CBS's Dennis Dodd points to multiple sources to tell him, quote, no immediate plan for Big Ten presidents to consider fall start to season. One source saying, October 10th ain't happening. Penn State Director of Athletic Medicine Wayne Sebastianelli reveals that approximately one-third of Big Ten student-athletes who received cardiac MRIs after positive COVID-19 diagnoses appeared to have myocarditis, saying, quote, and we really just don't know what to do with it right now. It's still very early in the infection. Some of that has led to the Pac-12 and the Big Ten's decision to sort of put a hiatus on what's happening, adding, quote, you can have a very high-level athlete who's got a superior VO2 max and cardiac output who gets infected with COVID and can drop his or her VO2 max and cardiac output by just 10%, and that can make them go from elite status to average status. We don't know that. We don't know how long that's going to last, unquote. However, Sebastianelli acknowledges that some experts feel this is a finding that is incidental and may not warrant any further investigation or concern. Meanwhile, six Big Ten schools report they are not experiencing such high levels, and ESPN reports that of the 26 Power 5 schools that answered a question about heart-related conditions for student-athletes, only Oregon State confirmed such a case has happened. From the Detroit Free Press's Rainer Saban, quote, Michigan tackle Ryan Hayes said head coach Jim Harbaugh told the team yesterday to prepare for the possibility of playing in October. The San Jose Mercury News' John Wilner observes that the timing of the COVID-19 pandemic may set off another wave of conference realignment, writing, quote, The sports ecosystem has experienced a disruption event as the Big Ten, Pac-12, Big 12, and SEC prepare to negotiate media rights agreements in the first half of the decade. Wilner goes on to submit, in fact, that realignment is already happening, but in a reactive rather than proactive way. Specifically, the Big 12, ACC, and SEC, by continuing to pursue football this fall, are tacitly acknowledging their commonalities, and with that, Wilner continues, quote, The sports center of gravity moves further to the east and deeper into the south. 
What if that togetherness is the first subtle step in the next round of realignment, the move that only becomes obvious with hindsight? To be clear, we are not suggesting a physical merger of the three conferences is looming or anticipating that the end game results in 16-team super conferences. This version of realignment is less a physical restructuring of the sport and more a psychological, priority-driven shift. ESPN reports that nearly half of the 65 Power 5 schools declined to share data about how many positive tests their programs have to date, while nearly a third of the schools declined to provide information about safety protocols in addition to withholding the number of student-athletes who test positive. 21 of the schools that declined data are from the conferences that are still planning to play football this fall, breaking down to 10 from the SEC, 8 from the ACC, and 3 from the Big 12. ESPN's Paul Levine and Mark Schlebaugh say, quote, Many of the schools that declined to give data to ESPN cited federal student privacy laws, university protocols, and other confidentiality considerations, although legal experts say those laws shouldn't be applied to such a request because the data wouldn't specify specific students. According to CBS's John Rothstein, this year's Maui Invitational is considering Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville, North Carolina as a potential location. And that is all for your D1C5 for Thursday, September 3rd. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates and what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. If you are not currently subscribed to D1C5, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. My name is Anthony Grossi, and we will see you tomorrow morning.